Welcome back. We're in Genesis 23.3. Let's go. Genesis 23.3. Then Abraham stood up from before his dead and spoke to the sons of Heth, saying, I am a foreigner and a visitor among you. Give me property for a burial place among you, that I may bury my dead out of my sight. So Sarah died. Abraham's still alive. He's looking for a place for her to uh, be buried. So he's showing respect to these people by calling himself a foreigner, even though God promised him this land, right? This is part of the promised land, promised to Abraham. He could have easily said, yo, y'all need to move it. This is my land. Y'all just need to get out. I'm burying my wife wherever I want to. Instead, he's showing respect. He's, he's come a long way in his journey with God and conforming to the character of Christ. And that's what you and I want to be marked by too, right? We can look back and say, I can't believe I did that. I can certainly look back in my life and say, I can't believe I did that. can't believe I said that. can't believe this stuff. But that's back when I wasn't walking with Christ or when I was newly walking with Christ and trying to learn what it meant. And still, I'm going to look back Hopefully, you know, if I live longer in this life, I'll look back in times now and be like, I can't believe I was doing that or that, right? We want to become formed more to the character of Christ to glorify God. It's where we'll find more peace and joy, and it's where we'll have a better witness for those around us. So I think Abraham does a really good job right here saying, I am a foreigner and a visitor among you. And then he says that I may bury my dead out of my sight. He just wanted to bury her. He didn't want to build a monument for her or an altar for people to worship her. He wanted to worship the one that's truly worthy of worship, and that is God. That is it. Too many people today, someone dies, and they're like, we're going to build a memorial. We're going to build this whole thing. We're going to put that person's name on a building. We're going to whatever. It's just, we don't want to worship that person. That was just a person. And then the Catholics take it way too far with these saints, and they end up worshiping these people that they say performed miracles and all this stuff, it's just another follower of Christ, just like you, right? There's nothing special. You can't worship a person. You can only worship Jesus, God the Father, the Holy Spirit, God, the Trinity, the triune, triune nature. That's who is worthy of worship. That's it. Not us. Not a person who someone thinks performed miracles. Not a person who is very special to you. You can love that person. You can revere that person. But don't idolize them. Don't worship them. So I think Abraham's doing a great job showing us all this right here. Verse 5. And the sons of Heth answered Abraham, saying to him, Hear us, my lord, you are a mighty prince among us. Bury your dead in the choicest of our burial places. None of us will withhold from you his burial place that you may bury your dead. So they answer him, and they're like, yeah, it's good. They even show him respect. They use the word, my lord, mighty prince. So he must have done some things to deserve this respect. Maybe it's how he approached them. Maybe it was his kindness and them knowing, hey, this is really your land. We're living here and you're being respectful to us. Or maybe his reputation preceded him. Maybe people kind of know the character of Abraham now and who he is in the eyes of God and what he's doing to glorify God. And they're finding that respect. And that's what we want, right? We want our reputation to precede us. If we go somewhere, then maybe people are like, I've heard about you and the, you know, the great things you've done for the kingdom, etc. So, And we don't want to be that person people are like afraid to be around. Like, oh man, you're just a bull in a china shop. You're, you're just this mean person. You're angry, you blah, blah, blah. Because then it just kills our witness, right? 
and it's not this, again, this word in churches that I hate hearing is hypocrites. A true follower of Christ is not a hypocrite. A hypocrite is one who says one thing and does another intentionally. A sinner is what I am, and you are, and I'm not a hypocrite because I don't say, hey, I'm perfect, and then I go and do this thing over here and just dismiss it. No, I'm going to tell you that I am not perfect. Jesus is perfect. I am going to screw up and sin, and that is my fault in my flesh and not Jesus' fault. When I do good, I point to Jesus. When I do bad, I point to myself. Um, so here we go in voice, very voice, in uh, verse 7. No, uh, verse 7, Then Abraham stood up and bowed himself to the people of the land, the sons of Heth, and he spoke with them, saying, If it is your wish that I bury my dead out of my sight, hear me, and meet with Ephron, the son of Zohar, for me, that he may give me the cave of Machpelah. Sorry if I'm mispronouncing that which he has, which is at the end of his field. Let him give it to me at the full price as property for a burial place among you. So notice that Abraham shows them respect. He bows down to them. He's humbling himself. How often do we do this to people who we may think don't deserve respect? I'm not saying he didn't think they did or didn't, but I'm not saying you have to go around bowing, but we want to show respect to everybody we want to be tender-hearted to everybody, and that's really hard because there's some really mean people out there. There's some really angry people out there. There's some people who have hurt and are still hurting you out there. But God calls us to turn the other cheek, to submit ourselves, to love. And he showed that example, right? He created everybody, came to the earth, and allowed the people that he created to hit him, beat him, whip him, spit on him, make him bleed, to kill him. If he can allow the people that he created to do that to him, what do you think we can do? I didn't create any person. God calls, God forgives us, we're to forgive others. He humbled himself for us, we're to humble ourselves for him. So some great examples that we're seeing going on here. And notice that they said, hey, you can just pick your, pick your uh, burial spot and you're good. You don't have to pay us for it. Now this is, and I've never been over to the Middle East or Israel, but I'm told by several people that the negotiation process over there is just part of their culture. It's just who they are. And they tend to start out with a low bid, and the other person says, oh no, I'll pay you more. Then they say, okay, you can pay me this. And they do this whole back and forth thing. Now, it wouldn't be good for me because I don't really like to negotiate, except for on a few things. And... I don't like that kind of confrontation that goes along with a lot of negotiations, so it's just something that stresses me out, actually. But this is very common, and they're like, yeah, well, you can just have it for free. And he's like, no, 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 I'll pay you full price, right? So this negotiation is on now, and they're saying free, and he's saying full price, and they'll, they'll come to some agreement, but that's essentially what's going on. And now remember, again, that this land is promised to him, to Abraham, the promised land. Yeah, he wanted to pay full price. He was willing to pay full price. He wasn't looking for a handout. Now, one of the biggest problems with our society right now is that so many people are looking for a handout. They just got their handout. They're saying, gimme, 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 gimme. Or they're looking at that person saying, he's got that. I need that. She's got that. I deserve that more than her. I should have it. Whatever the situation is, right? And too many churches, I'm going to push this back on churches, too many churches give handouts, way too many handouts, without sharing the gospel. I see it all the time, where they hand out these things. They hand out 
clothes or food or backpacks or types of supplies or household goods or whatever, but they don't share the gospel. They don't witness to them. It's just giving things, right? The reason and the benefit of us being able to give something to someone, a cup of water, a sandwich, gift certificate, furniture, medicine, anything, is so that we can minister to their spiritual needs. So we're, God gives us the ability with that physical thing, the, the food, the medicine, or whatever, so that we can meet their physical need, help them with their physical needs, so that we have the opportunity to tell them about Jesus to help them with their spiritual need. Some of those people receiving it are already followers of Christ, and many of them are better followers of Christ than the person who's actually giving them the, the good or service. But the point is that we've got to be careful giving things out if we're not going to follow it up with the gospel and witness and testify to the grace of God, which is what it's all about. We need to tell people that Jesus loves them. He loved them enough that he came down here, died for our sins. This is God himself. And if you can show me or tell me a better way that has more evidence to back it up, more substantiation, more logical um, conclusions, anything. I'm willing to listen. And I've listened to lots. I've read lots. And there's nothing that even comes close to understanding that there must be a God, that we didn't come from nothing. And that's scientifically impossible. That we are here for a purpose. That a God who created us must have a desire to communicate with us. And that's why we have this love letter that we call the Bible. He would have put something in us that tells us that there must be a God. And that's that general revelation. We can just look around and say, this didn't create itself. This didn't come from nothing. Something created this. Someone created this. And no one created that someone because then there would have to be someone bigger than that someone. So there's got to be a God. And he communicates with us and he tells us. And there's all these witnesses. And we have all this substantial evidence for the Bible. It just makes logical sense. And it makes all types of other sense (laughs) as well. So if you don't know Jesus, I pray that you would look into him. If you know him, press into him and trust that he loves you and cares for you. Lord, we thank you for this day. Help us to be more honorable and honoring to you. Help us to submit ourselves to other people, to be kind to other people, to be gentle, to be tenderhearted, to be loving. Help us to release any anger. Lord, I pray that each of us for ha- who has any stress or worry and anxiety for the day, which is probably most, if not all of us, Lord, I pray that you would take us away, take that away, and fill us with your peace and your joy that is available through you, Lord. We thank you so much. Help us this day. Amen.